It's one of these ones where I'm like, I do feel better. And I've been able to eat... The one thing I'd say, if you do want to lose weight quickly, just get a... Get really ill. Oh, absolutely. Like, this chest infection has knocked me for six and also has helped me lose about three or four pounds. So... I've always always said it's impossible for me to lose weight, but a few months ago when I had my pretty bad tonsillitis, I, I did. I lost several pounds. Yeah. I thought I was at minimum. Well, this has been horrendous like the week this weekend was awful and to the extent that it completely knocked out my taste buds and even things that i really enjoy like sugary cereal or even cocktail cereal cocktail cereal is my favorite where you just mix like okay i am 12 years old uh-huh. cocoa shreddies and like cocoa pops and all that just right. get all in there you get your favorite favorite cereals and put them all in one bowl. oh it's so good even that tasted rank it was so d- saddening uh, and so I, I think on Sunday I maybe had I think a bowl of cereal, a handful of raisins, and half a can of tin soup, which must have amounted to about four hundred calories. And bear in mind, I usually have about three thousand a day. Uh, so uh, it's helped me lose a, a yeah a couple of excess. You'll, you'll be quite skeletal. Chub pounds, yeah, it's been good. I mean, yeah, that's some solid advice. Everyone, go get ill for summer. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, who needs the five-two diet? Who needs to be vegan? Just get get and ill. What's this keto keto nonsense? Get on out of here. Illness is where it is at. As some as, as some of my fave metal bands like to say, stay sick. Oh yeah, that's actually maybe what they meant all along. <laughs> that's what they meant. Yeah, exactly. Keep your figure um, trim. Stay sick. But I'm still not I'm still not quite there yet, so the cough is is persisting. But I do feel much better. <laughs> it's a very surprising cough. You sound very normal, a wee bit maybe a wee bit <laughs> ill, and then all of a sudden you die. It's you just die explo- in my ears. <laughs> it's an explosion of noise. I don't know whether to edit to uh, like to edit the cough out when it does appear because it does. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we you go. can leave that one in. It's the middle of sentences. It hits. I don't know why. It's just I know certain inflections or certain breathing movements <laughs> breathing uh, movements <laughs> i don't know james i don't know i'm still i don't know my head's all over the place um i was kind of hallucinating on sunday night as well and friday night do you remember any of any one particular hallucination mainly just one in that i was trying to like complete a challenge right but the challenge was was just like out of my reach in the corner of the room and involved like a chisel and a big rock I couldn't do it, and no one were else. You a sculptor? Yeah, kind of. But we were, you were like trying to. We we're trying to break through like barriers, and it was impossible. And the only way I could get to the next level was if I broke this big rock with a chisel, and I I couldn't do it. And then yeah, I, I kept working. So it's on. like if someone tried to make like Leonardo da Vinci a connect game. It was yeah, it was basically that, except. Uh, I realized, and it was one of these ones where you know it's not real, but you can't tell your brain. Hold on a second, Colin. This is not you're you're literally imagining this. This is a complete figment of your imagination. Go back to sleep because like, as, as soon as you go back to sleep, it just reappears. That's 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 pretty insane, Colin. <sighs> Sounds like a good way to spend spend a day. Yeah. So that's been four. It's been four. This is day four and a half at this oh dear, point. Oh dear, oh dear. And your job, your job is your voice. Well, the the, the whole my job is to blame for this. I don't tell you this. Yeah. Well, I know this, and anyone that okay, I think can fill in the. I'll be honest. Gaps. Sorry. 
Ken. I think um, my employers feel a little bit bad because on Thursday there was a massive fire in Glasgow city centre, a nightclub burned down. You probably were able to see the smoke from your window, I guess. I was. And so I went down there first thing Thursday morning and spent all of Thursday there, spent all of Friday there. Parts of Thursday, the smoke was so bad you couldn't see about five, six meters in front of you. And I was just standing there filming. Of course I was. Of course I was. I mean, it sounds like there was a lot of oversight going on there. You didn't think ahead. Your bosses didn't really think very smart. <laughs> Any firemen around there probably didn't think, you know, let's send that guy away. Well, no, it was also like all the emergency services had face masks. And I was like, they're just overreacting. But why didn't they? Why didn't you have one? Or why didn't you ask them for one? Hello? I, I got one at the end, but at that point, the damage had been done. And then yeah, a bit late. on Thursday, my chest was feeling a wee bit tight. On Friday, I was told to go back there half past six in the morning. Yep. And uh, that's a good time to start. Yeah. And of course, the smoke was still rising. You know, the fire wasn't even out at that point. It was a big fire. Uh, I said. went went back there for all of Friday and... Yeah, was then told by uh, the powers that be to phone the National Health Service to to see if they could essentially tell me what my symptoms were. And they told me it was mild smoke inhalation, which then led to an infection, to this infection, because essentially my body's rejecting all the lovely gunk I inhaled. Okay, let's leave it at that. I've got one question after (laughs) all this chat. My only question is, what percentage of episodes of the show do you think start with one of us talking about how how unwell we are? I think, genuinely, I think about half. Probably about half. I can think of at least four or five, well, yeah, okay, well, four or five episodes I've done in which I've been either quite ill or recovering from being quite ill. And at least maybe 20 yeah. in which I've had a cold or a cough or some sort of illness. And for you, it's, it's like, almost every second week. The, yeah, basically it's most of my life. So I'm sorry, everybody, but uh, but here we are. We're still... Lucky for everyone that is listening. <laughs> you can't catch these diseases through a podcast. choice indeed and talking of the podcast this is seesaw parade i'm colin he's james i am episode one two four and that's not the numbers one two three and four it's 124 uh although ironically this is actually the 125th episode so that's kind of a big thing right that's a good number again most of the numbers are pretty good these days we're like an eighth of a thousandth through the seesaw parade run yeah we're getting there 125 is quite good but um yeah, technically one, two, four. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to talk uh, Cambridge Analytica, lots of movie news, Deadpool two, Captain Marvel, X Men, Men in Black, uh, and some reviews of things we've watched this week. Uh, which, uh, well, Jessica Jones being the main culprit, yeah. and we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, James, we've talked a lot about myself first of all. Just very briefly, how are you? Fine, I'm great. I'm not dying, so that's, <laughs> well, that's... well. I I guess I am as much as everyone else is, but. <laughs> It's apparently not immediate, so... Okay. Well, it's, I mean, death is coming to us all, so may as well make the most of it. Um, and record another episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's just go to uh, to Cambridge Analytica, first of all. Uh, it's a story which has been kind of rumbling on for a few weeks now, but we've not really covered it in any great nope. depth. So here we are nope. to impart our knowledge. Because we really know a lot about this one. <laughs> or lack thereof, that should be said. Uh, so basically... Cambridge Analytica is a data firm, yeah, which reportedly harvested information 
from about five, uh, from about 50 million Facebook users without their permission. Indeed it did. Yeah. And then targeted US voters based on their psychological profile. Mm-hmm. So first people that are suggestible to more extreme far-right views, they just loaded them with Trump adverts, apparently. Yeah. That's and, it. Uh, but even strange things like people who were more likely to be anti-Israel tended to like Kit Kats. Oh. Who knew? Man, I've gone off Kit Kats lately, so <laughs> should I read into that? The, that? If that wasn't bad enough, Facebook apparently knew about this in 2015. Yeah, and it was a breach of whatever their rules are. Yeah. And Facebook have had a, you know, they've had these uh, kind of breaches reported to them in the past. They apparently knew about this in 2015. Yeah. And nothing was done. Oh, I think they said, oh, don't do that. But that was about it. Over the weekend, kind of the pressure has been mounting as various whistleblowers. I think Christopher Wiley, uh, pink haired Canadian, uh, he's appearing in front yeah, of Commons. Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, Commons Committee as we speak. Uh, Facebook took out full-page Sunday newspaper apology adverts this week. I don't know if you saw that. Because, like, everyone that's on Facebook also definitely buys and reads newspapers. Absolutely. Billions of dollars uh, were wiped off Facebook's stock market value. I think yeah, in making the grand... them, like, still the biggest company in the world. Yeah, I was going to say, in the grand scheme of things, okay, you, you know, any other company losing $56 billion is pretty bad. For Facebook, it's a drop in the ocean, which will probably recover. Hashtag delete Facebook. Trended briefly. Yeah. Do you know anybody who deleted their Facebook? Uh, Elon Musk deleted Tesla's Facebook. Okay. Um, do you have any friends who deleted their Facebook? I, I didn't ask anyone. Okay, well, I, I didn't know, know anybody who did. Uh, but apparently some people did. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Mark Zuckerberg, meanwhile, he's turned down a third, for, for a third time, an appearance in front of the UK Parliament's uh, committee investigating these matters. In other news, Cambridge Analytica offices were raided, uh, and it turned out that Vote Leave, back in 2014, no, sorry, 2016, oh, man. Uh, gifted more than half a million pounds yep. to a pro-Leave youth group, okay. which in turn spent that, or gave that, to Cambridge Analytica, right. which the Electoral um, Commission is now investigating. Yeah. James, okay. I don't even know where to start with this. Okay. Well- Let's go to... To Facebook and uh, and kind of what their role in all of this is. Well, their role is basically storing data because they're not a social media company. Most of the big, in quote, social media companies aren't really. Their main way to make money is off the data that they gather on people. Um, so what I believe the 50 million number comes from is 24,000 people took part in a Facebook personality quiz And through that quiz, which was run by the Cambridge Analytica folks, I believe, they accessed and downloaded 50 million people's data. I don't know how those two numbers tie in. I believe if you did the quiz, you and all your friends' data could be downloaded by whoever made the quiz, which is mind-blowing. This was like one of these like daft quizzes, which is like, I just found out that I am aubergine in the colour code of friends. Exactly. Just like that. Which one are you? Which one are you? Uh, Also, is aubergine a colour? Well, I think everything's a colour lately. Okay, right, fine. Regardless, continue. As we all know, the Facebook quizzes are just the worst things in the world. It turns out that not only are they a waste of time, they also just give people all the information they need to manipulate you to do things. And this doesn't just happen in like the big Western countries, the US apparently happened there, UK happens here, but it's also being taken advantage of in like new democratic countries. 
uh, so Cambridge Analytica and other businesses like it are basically getting paid to manipulate people in countries that are new to the whole democracy and voting thing. Yeah. And thereby basically are just still a dictatorship because whoever's in charge pays money to manipulate the masses. So, there's, yeah, you're right. There's accusations that Cambridge Analytica has now interfered in various elections and, vo- and votes around the world, which is pretty terrifying, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and I don't quite understand how much of it is legal or illegal, but I have a feeling that a lot more of it needs to be very illegal. So, in regards to the US voter side of things, is that illegal? What they d- I, I know it's it's messed up regardless that, you know, th- based on data that was stolen from 50 million Facebook profiles, that ads were then generated based on their profiles. Like, that's, that's kind of terrifying enough. But... Yeah. Is that illegal? I don't think it is. I think targeted adverts aren't illegal. I don't think targeted adverts that are tied to political campaigns are. I kind of feel they should be. Anything that's approaching politics, they should probably be way more heavily regulated than just, I will, if you've got the data, sure, go ahead and use it. It just seems very inhuman, very manipulative. Well, the Electoral Commission here are stepping in because... Vote Leave's donation to this group, who then spent it on Cambridge Passed Analytica. Passed it on to Cambridge, yeah. Um, the Electoral Commission's rules mean that two campaigns can't join up, essentially, and can't kind of work together. Right. Um, so that's why they're investigating that. And then, of course, there's questions into how much further Cambridge Analytica were involved in the Brexit vote. Does this have? Do you think this has any implication for the legitimacy of Brexit? Can kind of uh, you know a scandal like this derail something which is already pretty badly derailed? Well, that was the thing: is the Brexit vote was already basically as illegitimate a vote as you can get, and that's still just going to be how it happens. I don't think this is going to add any extra bonus bad points to the to the vote it was already like since the day after it when it, everyone's coming out and going oh yeah we lied the whole time oh and we overspent oh and we cheated the system oh we're still gonna brexit the vote is gonna forever be studied in political courses that's about it this is just this is gonna add another essay another paragraph to the essays people write about it it's one of these funny ones where you realize that you're living in a time which will be talked about in history books. Oh, yeah. In Thurzo High School. Yeah. In like 20, 30 years, probably for the rest of Genuinely, time. Genuinely, I feel mildly embarrassed to be, be alive at this time. And I, and I don't think any of it's my fault. Maybe some of it is. I don't know how much of it is, but I feel embarrassed just to have lived at this time. The one thing I've taken from this Cambridge Analytica story is I don't think that much of the public really care. Well, they probably don't. We've always, the public has always known that Facebook just keeps your stuff and it mines your data, it, and it's really weird how specifically smart they are. If you stand in the same room as someone for a while and you've both got your location on your phone, you're probably going to get them as a suggested friend And next time you go onto Facebook. Like, Facebook's always been creepy. It's always been untrustworthy. Everyone's always known this, but yeah, people have that. always used it anyway. I guess we'll wait and see. I don't think there's, in my mind, I don't think there's going to be any lasting kind of fallout from this. I don't see anybody going, oh, Cambridge Analytica spent half a million pounds influencing the Brexit vote, therefore we must have another vote. Yeah, probably no fallout, just new laws. Yeah, potentially, which of course will then be broken in a few years' time anyway. Of course, Or will be circumnavigated. Yeah, the big companies always find a way to undermine. 
Indeed. Uh, shall we move on to something slightly more lighthearted? I think I think we've said everything that really matters there. It's a huge, huge confusing story oh, for absolutely. us normal human beings. And we leave it to the much more intelligent people with you know, who 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 dedicate their lives to these things, and not just people who have passing interests in a Facebook profile. Exactly. oh yeah. I am um, yeah, I still do have one of those. I keep forgetting that I still am on Facebook. Yes, you do. Uh, okay, let's go on to some, some movie trailers. Deadpool 2 uh, has released its first full trailer, and not just kind of a fourth wall breaking, uh, here's the lack of green screen effects trailer that was yeah. done last How time. long ago was uh, that? A month and a bit, maybe a couple months, yeah. I can't remember. Right. But anyway, it's, it's out. Uh, let's have a very quick listen. I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. We're going to form a super-duper fucking group. Meet them tough, morally flexible, and young enough to carry their own franchise for 10 to 12 years. We will be known as X-Force. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Uh, James, let's go to you first. What do you make of this? I mean, I enjoy how self-aware it seems again. They're going down the same poking fun at their own studio and the, the type of movie that it is. So I enjoy that. It looks like it's going to be at least as funny as the last one. Also, Terry Crews is in it. I agree to an extent. Okay. I watched the trailer. I enjoyed it. There was, you know, it's it's daft. It's silly. It is daft and silly. Yeah, yeah. Which which is exactly the same as the first film. Mm-hmm. Which is which is where my slight problem lies. Oh, it's exactly the same as the first film. It looks exactly the same. I'm not talking about the plot. I'm talking about the way it's been written. I'm not saying it's not going to be entertaining. It's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But. If they're going for literally the exact same style without really changing it up at all, is that going to work or is it kind of a, well, it worked last time, let's do it again? I mean, I think it will work for a second movie. I don't think it would carry on working after after that. You'd have to think of new ways to be creative and, and interesting. Because I know that Deadpool style is this, you know, fourth wall breaking, um, meta, pop culture referencing smart mouth person yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's my description that was great they're probably going to change their official description to that <laughs> okay that was great um but but that to me i think the first one is a very funny film mm-hmm. i'm just not sure if they can just do exactly the same thing with adding a few more cast members well that's what they've done is they're doing exactly the same thing but they're adding <laughs> more cast members to give us some surprises with which is the cheap way to make a thing work and I think it will work in a film like this that isn't trying to take itself seriously. If you're making a film that is trying to be serious and uh, and developed, then sure, you can't just make the same thing twice. But I don't really see any way they can change the Deadpool formula to keep it interesting. So they're just going to make a couple of films and then hopefully stop. Yeah, there's there's a comment at the end of the trailer about oh yeah oh let's let's not make a third one. The second one will be great. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, which which is interesting because. Yeah, some some of these ones. I mean, I I know it's the first one that came to mind, but Shrek one and two are quite good. But Shrek three is terrible. Or just like the X Men's, which is kind of what they're going for. X Men. They're directly riffing off the fact that they are the cheap version of the X Men. X Men one and two, great films. Third one also good. Matrix one and two, great films. Matrix three, no. Wait, two is a great film. Yeah, I really like the second one. Oh dear. (laughs) Don't oh dear. Right. Okay. Anyway, that. So my only concern is that it looks to be retreading essentially the same footsteps as the first one with time travel which might not be yeah with time travel and josh brolin who's not purple but um 
That's my only issue. I think audiences will like it. I think I'll like it. I think it'll be funny because I like the first one. Same style. Uh-huh. I don't think critics will love it, though, because it's literally just doing the same thing. Yeah. But that's that's why we're going to re- review films based off the do you get what you expect metric. Okay. And not the, oh, this film is better than all other films in all of forever metric. So I think you absolutely with Deadpool 2 are going to get exactly what you expect. Right. So so you are on the is it what we expected meter. Yeah. This is like a this is going to be a bang on 10 or an A or whatever yeah, your scale th- is. On the did I get what I expected before I saw this film meter. It's <laughs> absolutely full. <laughs> Okay, so on that scale, what we're just talking just for clarification. Zero on to that one scale, on it, the scale of zero to one. On the did I get what I expected before I saw this? Sorry, film. no, no, no. You just said it was full, so that doesn't mean it's empty to full. Well, yeah, zero to one, zero empty, one full, zero to one. <laughs> right, it's okay. One. So on this, <laughs> never mind. So that's Deadpool two. That's out uh, in May time. I know the uh, the running order here says Captain Marvel, James. Well, let's just stick with the X Men kind of theme. That's a Deadpool smart idea. 2, yeah. mentions X-Force, which, yeah, you're right, is kind of the the cheap version of X-Men. It's always been. Even in the comics days, it was always... They were just pretending to be a knockoff X-Men. Yeah, so X-Men themselves, New Mutants, which was meant to come out in a couple of months' time, was pushed back. We talked about this a few, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was pushed back until early 2019. Yeah. It's now been pushed back again. Mm-hmm. To August next yeah, year. August, which is definitively not early in the That's year. That's almost 18 months away. And bearing in mind, <laughs> yep. they already put out a trailer for this film. Which I've forgotten already. So th- there was like some hands coming through walls. Oh, the creepy looking... walls, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what's going on with that film. Well, hopefully they're fixing it. But 18 months? I mean, we're going to talk about Men in Black 4 in a minute. And its release date is next June. They haven't even got a cast yet. So why they're, they're confident? They're overconfident. So why for are. a film which has already obviously got enough to sh- to film a to put together a trailer? Yeah. Why have they pushed a film eighteen months further back with a cast who are all very young? So yeah, they're all going to age very quickly. I have. Can you can you explain to me why that's happened? Because the film did the test screenings and the results came back as a zero, uh, a horrible film. There's no way that they'd have this long a delay if if the test screenings weren't just every single scene was terrible redo the film so they're redoing the film i mean i think that's what it yeah you're right i think that's what it screams to me i seem to recall we talked about this with johnny on episode 109 yeah jonathan yeah um sorry jonathan give him his his mother's name uh give him his sorry. mother's name yes <laughs> his, his, his sunday name there we it go. was it was it was very good that his family is named <laughs> their children after their mother sorry yeah i know what i meant i know what i meant anyway uh we talked about that on episode 109 and i'm pretty sure my reaction was this doesn't look great i don't like it yeah and it had the really the really cliche thing of like old old music re- redone in a creepy fashion yeah and the classic shot of some girl being dragged down a hallway by her ankles yeah. like we've seen was, all this before yeah yeah and hopefully that's what they're doing they're taking all the things we've seen before chucking them away and making something that we haven't seen before and also it looked really cheap like it'd been shot in a you know one lot in atlanta in four different rooms which have all just been rebuilt on the same set Hey, you can make you can make good films of just the yeah, one. I'm not saying you can't, but for you have to do it well. No, but also for a franchise of this size, you can't just suddenly go from oh X Men Apocalypse, we're destroying the world to oh yeah, we got some X Men in a room. 
here, I think you go. should be able to do that. I think you should be able to do like the X Men version of whatever buried where he was just oh, sat yeah. in a coffin for a long time. You should be able to do that. Instead of having every film have to be bigger than the last, they should just all be as different as they can be, and then at least we'll be interested. Regardless, that's why, yeah, you're right. They're, that's the only explanation. The film is so bad that they've yeah. pushed it back almost yeah. 18 months. That's just, oh. I, I mean, I, I do feel for the people involved, but also, how bad must it be if you've pushed it back that far? thing is they probably started reshoots and then they realized oh no all the children look way too old in the reshot scenes we have to reshoot the whole yeah, thing no, you're right you're right okay and also on a related note uh, x-men have also pushed back dark phoenix to next year as well to next february so in a year in which the x-men franchise were meant to have or rather the kind of the x-men universe was meant to have deadpool dark phoenix new mutants it now just has deadpool uh, uh, yep um which again doesn't say much for for their hopes for dark phoenix i'll be honest I mean, it's all going through a wee bit of extra time and energy because of the whole Fox buyout. That's causing a lot of delays in TV and film as well. Uh, Captain Marvel has started production as of Monday this week, uh, and they've announced their cast, which to me is very interesting. I'll tell you why. Obviously, you've got Brie Larson, who's going to be mm-hmm. uh, yep. headlining Marvel's first female-led yep. superhero film. Only took them 11 and that's years. Why, that's why the cast is interesting to you, right? Oh, uh, that's it. Yes, just that. And yes. not just because it's Brie Larson and I'm madly in love with her, um, but also because of the supporting cast, I should say. You've got Jude Law, who's playing uh, Marvel, who's essentially Brie Larson's kind of... Her mentor. There we okay, go. Okay, yeah. Her father figure. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Then you've got the the other characters they're bring, they're bringing back, including including Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Fair enough. Yeah. This, but by the way, this movie is set in the nineties, and is also yeah. set in space. So Nick Fury, but like twenty years younger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also set in space, uh, so I don't know how they're gonna get that sorted. But anyway, you've got um, Nick Fury, Phil Coulson from mm-hmm. Avengers Assemble on the Shield TV show. Yeah, so he died in the movies and then had his own TV show afterwards, but they haven't really Explained. acknowledged that he's alive in the films again. Yeah, yet. so he's going to be back in this on the, the the big screen, and then but not back in it. He's going to be prequeling it. Y- yeah, essentially. And then you've got yeah. two characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, uh, Jimon Honsu, who played a, a like an assassin someone, dude, someone the something. He played someone the something. Scary sounding name. Yeah, and then Lee Pace, who was the yeah, villain, who played someone the something. Who play, played Cree. He was a Cree as the like the species. Ronan the Ronan. That's the one. The Ronan the accuser. The accuser, and then the other guy was something the destroyer. I don't really know. Korath the destroyer. There we go. Yeah, there's the old brain working again. Uh, so that's quite interesting to me. I liked. Lee Pace in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know his villain was kind of given short shrift because he didn't have much of a backstory or much to do. So I suppose... Yes, but this will be the backstory that we like. Exactly. And and as I say, I like the character. So I am all for this. However, if it's set in the 90s, they're all going to have to age, like de-age them massively. Yeah, they'll all be making fantastic cultural references as well. They might even talk about Pokemon. I know, but Captain Marvel, as as a kind of a comic book, I'm pretty sure she is a Kree. She's not human. So so I think this film is going to be like the two figureheads of the fight from both sides being the hero of both sides, basically. In what way? Well, so it's it's a war, right? You got the, you got the two teams, the Kree and whatever. Yeah. And then we got, we got a lot of big name actors and 
And Ronan, his kind of story is that he was a hero, but then he became a bad guy who wanted to kill the whole world. Oh, right. So you think, oh, okay. So he's technically, yeah. So I, that's why, I, maybe I'm entirely wrong, but I'd expect that they might actually do that in this one and make him an interesting character rather than just, oh, look, it's the bad guy. Well, yeah. It turns out that Ronan in the comics actually helped the Guardians of the Galaxy on some occasions. He was just like, yeah, guys, hey, one hand. Sure, why not? Oh, yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe often just not really caring about what characters what the less important characters did in the in the in the comics and stories the one person i forgot to mention about this cast is of course the ubiquitous villain of the the moment ben mendelson he is yeah he is very very english and very main villain in this he's not english he's australian yeah but he does his english accent and everything right just uh, in case you don't, in case the name. Doesn't I wasn't mean... like saying he's an Englishman and a bad actor. Sorry, I was saying all his characters are English and bad. Sorry, that was that's on me. Ben Mendelsohn is awesome. Here. He's awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic. If you don't know, if the name doesn't ring a bell, he's not perhaps a household name yet, unless you've watched any major movies in the last four years. He <laughs> is the bad guy in Rogue One. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah. In the new Robin Hood film coming out. Mm-hmm. He's the bad Which guy in Steven Spielberg's new film, Ready Player One. Yeah, he's the bad guy in everything. He's a bad guy in Dark Knight Rises. He's in everything. Oh, yeah. In fact, there'll be ones, there'll be films that I've completely skipped over there that I've I've that I've missed that he's brilliant in, of course. He's in Animal Kingdom. And the bad guy. Animal Kingdom, which is the film that kind of set him off big australian crime film which is awesome if you've ever got ever right, got the chance yeah. to see it i've never seen it or watch it it's it's intense it's kind of scary I'll put it on the list yeah is it on the old uh, netflix uh, i don't think so but um, is it on the old uh, amazon prime video <laughs> i'm not sure but anyway or the or bbc I play. ben middleson doing his whole villain shtick because he's been doing it so well in every other franchise in the world and he's obviously just cashing in on his chat we've talked about this before everyone kind of has their moment of of being that character of being that guy yeah, and Ben Mendelsohn is the current is the current pick for that. He's the current bad guy, which I'm not going to complain about because he's very very good. He is good at what yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of rounding off the cast of of Captain Marvel. I can't imagine he's going to survive that film, which is a shame because he is, as I say, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he'll probably be a really good bad guy, and then they'll kill him off <laughs> and lose another really good bad guy. Kind of like Kate Blanchett, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Th- although who knows? I thought she was yeah, great. She might come back. You never know. She's got. A, she's she's famous. Okay. You might just bring her back. Well, we talked about Men in Black Four very briefly earlier. As I said, it's got a release date of June next year. Whew. Hasn't started filming yet. It's meant to start in London, uh, early summertime with Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. uh, of Thor fame and Tessa Thompson, who is very fashionable again. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. And uh, Tessa Thompson, who also starred in Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok and Annihilation, which we will talk about. Um, those two are meant to be headlining this. It's, I think, along the same lines of various other franchises. It's like continuing the Men in Black story or the Men in Black verse. But, yeah, but with new characters. But with no Will Smith and there's no uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Is that smart or should they just... I mean, it's it's better than perhaps just going back to the star and saying, oh, here's Men in Black 1 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like this. Skipping the whole... Uh, hopefully skipping the whole, here's new characters that aren't good at what they do. Here's them getting good at what they do story and just be doing something interesting in an established storyline. That's okay. And and the Men in Black with all the different, the idea of just being like, there's all the different aliens ever. You can have as many different stories as you want. So this should work. I think it should work. My question is, who would be 
the men in black number three, whoever the whoever the leader is in this, it's probably the bad guy, but whoever the third person in this. I let's say Ben Mendelsohn. Let's say Ben Mendelsohn. It probably the, will uh, be Ben Mendelsohn. Let's be honest here. It'll probably be Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, I know. That's right. I I actually probably Mark Ruffalo because then they just get all the people from uh, yeah from Thor. Get Taika Waititi to direct, and there we go. Oh, uh, actually, they should just cast Taika Waititi. <laughs> exactly. Just do that. Great film. I'm all for this idea. Yeah, I think it's much better than rebooting and casting Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris um, Rock. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then he will Smith. Chris yeah. Rock. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you know what I mean. I think this is a much smarter idea. Uh, I think the first yes. film, the first Men in Black film, stands up. I think it's a good film. I, I love it. Second one's dreadful. Yep. And the third one's kind of. Uh, it's all right. Hey. It's not great. It's all. It's okay. It had some good moments. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Another trailer. Uh, Sicario Two. Now Sicario that came out uh, oh, a couple of years ago now. I think ended up being nominated for an Oscar. I can't remember in what category. It was Denis Villeneuve who did that one, who we all know and love here on Seesaw Parade. Uh, trailer for the sequel has come out, still featuring a non-purple Josh Brolin and uh, Benicio Del Toro. I mean, do you prefer your Josh Brolin's purple? Is that what you're getting Well, no, I, th- I think from now on, just because we've, talk- we've talked about Thanos so much, every time we talk about Josh Brolin, he is... He has to be non-purple Josh Brolin. Okay, but I'll accept he, that. But when he's in Marvel, he's purple Josh Brolin. Okay, anyway, let's have a listen to the trailer. The president's adding drug cartels to the list of terrorist organizations. You can understand how that will expand our ability to combat them. You want to see this thing through? I'm going to have to get dirty. Dirty is exactly why you're here. You're going to help us start a war. With who? Everyone. The film that didn't really need a sequel has a sequel. Sectario, uh, Sectario, no, Sicario Sectario, two. Secretario. Soldado, uh, which is Spanish for soldier, if you didn't realise. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I, I've done that Duolingo. <laughs> um, just tell me your, your thoughts on this then. This is a very confusing mix of, I think the trailer is just a short version of the film, but I have no idea what's going on at any point in the trailer. It's just a lot of loud noise. I know we've kind of given these trailers this ilk of trailer where there's just action every second shot interspersed with various yeah. lines of terse dialogue. To the beat of the music, exploding to the bass drum. We've, yeah, we've made short shrift of these before. This one, I think, takes the biscuit. I can't remember any other trailer in which there have been more gunshots, explosions, things blowing up, people being killed, yeah. headshots, gunfire. I honestly... I've never seen anything like it. It's mental. I mean, maybe it means that in the film they're going for the whole, like, really great cinematography score editing <laughs> mix uh, that the first one had. Because, like, that, I think that was what got acclaim in the first one, was just all of the, well, basically the editing. Well, it wasn't just, uh, but it wasn't just the editing. It was the cinematography. It was the action sequences. It was the way that they were laid out. It wasn't just the, you know, it was a constant barrage of action. It was... yeah. So the trailer firm for this one went, oh, look, the old the old first film got really good editing. Let's just make this one a wild edit. Cut, 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 cut. Explosion, explosion, explosion. Cliche line, cliche line. And snappy dun 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 time. The one thing that's kind of uh, strange for me is that in these sort of sequels, usually the main cast gets completely forgotten about and they bring in a bunch of nobodies. And essentially, they replace the entire team who who made the original so good, and they do a dreadful sequel. This time, Taylor Sheridan's who wrote the first one has written this one, mm-hmm. and they still have 
largely the same cast sans everybody who was killed and Emily Blunt. You still have Del Toro, who's now leading the cast, and Josh Brolin. Yeah. The only difference is that uh, Denny Villeneuve is not is not directing. That he's, I think he's the the magic beans in this situation. Really? I think he's the, I think he's the salt that completes your soup. <laughs> That's a phrase I've never heard. I'm gonna add that one to my uh, linguistic dictionary. <laughs> the salt that completes the soup. The thing is, James, I think you're right. I yeah. don't expect this to be anywhere near as tense, as gripping as the first one. I loved Sicario. Yeah, no, the first one was was something special. And if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it to anyone out there. And possibly the second one... D- don't, don't watch with your kids. Don't watch with your kids. Or your mum and dad. Um, possibly the second one is just going to be, if you want to go watch people explode each other for a while, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. I can't imagine it's going to be as mind as mind-bending as, like... Because, like, as you say, you just kind of sweat your way through the whole thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, very briefly before we wrap up, Rick and Morty. We talked about this uh, last week or the week before. Uh, season four, there was some yeah. um, uncertainty over whether or not it was happening or yeah. uh, or or if it was going to happen at all. Yes. It turns out, uh, James... In fact, James, you tell us why, because you know the show. I don't really. Uh, basically, they're just doing some contract negotiations, apparently, and it's taking a while because their show was bigger than it was before. So they got to negotiate for more things. And that takes time. So what, in your mind then, what are they negotiating here? No idea, because I'm pretty sure they're already done a lot of the voice work. I had a wee Google around after last week's show, and it, like, there's been some tweets and some Reddit posts by some of the cast referencing recordings for season four. Um, so they're probably just wanting... I don't think it'll be anything on the writing end, probably more on the animating front so they can get all the animations done quicker because drawing all these things out takes a very long time. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, um, I do think, though, there is a potential for a very quick turnover in news here because it is almost April 1st. And for the last two years, there's been like some random Rick and Morty announcement on April 1st. So I'm expecting something. And, um, Who knows what? And when you say that, you mean like actual announcements or like joke announcements? Well, last year it was the trailer. No, it was they just randomly released episode one last year on April first, and the year before that I can't really remember. But it was actual news and an, and actual content, not just like, "Hey, we're making it." So just put on your put on your seatbelts, everyone. <laughs> And look forward to Easter for a whole other reason. Okay. Well, anyway, let's let's wrap up by talking about what we've watched this week. Um, before we get to Jessica Jones season two, I finally got around to seeing Annihilation thanks to my illness, yes, which which I spoke about. You did speak week. about. Can I just say I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that confusing. I don't know what all the fuss was about. No. Uh, yeah, you get the answers to the things that you want answers to, basically. I think there's different and ways you could interpret the ending. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. But it's great that they leave it open to interpretation. But I don't think even that was that confusing. I was... Nope. So, you know, at the end of the day, good film, well acted. You're right, a few bits of dialogue which were a wee bit ropey. Yep. But uh, overall, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, maybe, maybe what we are discovering here is that the American film audience is really dumb yeah that's true also sorry american friends of the show one other point that i forgot to mention last week is how disappointed i am in the internet in general and everyone in the world for not watching this film because everyone that was hyped up about ghostbusters reboot being an all-female cast an all-female scientist cast 
and then the film must be good because of that. Did not jump on board with this film. When it's an actual good film with actual good female characters who are actual scientists in the film. Preach. And it didn't get it didn't get the same hype because uh, I don't know. It's not got a fat character. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, during my sickness-imposed uh, stay off work, I've watched uh, or rewatched rather a couple films. Uh, one being The Nice Guys, which, if you haven't seen it, is oh, such a good time. Love it. Love that movie. It's Ryan Gosling. It's Russell Crowe, who's actually not doing a funny British accent in this one. No, he's just being he's just being himself and a bit podgy. Yeah. Shane Black directing. It's very very funny. It's just a very very good film. Don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> Don't watch it with or your, your kids. Parents. Or your parents. Uh, but actually, it, I think I watched that with my mother. Oh, I think, oh, it's great! It's really, really good. Also, oh, I, I love the film. It goes, it goes in so many different surprising di- directions. Oh yeah, it's great. Also, watched uh, rewatched Avengers Assemble just to kind of get my, uh, you know, Avengers trilogy your, wheels yeah, moving. Get your again. blood pumping for the Avengers. I, st- I hear it's a great film. Yeah. I really do like the first one. You get what you expect. Um, I will give it a one on that scale. Oh, yeah, on, on the on the scale of. Was it what I was expecting when I went in before this movie? Zero to one, empty to full. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent. It's a it's a full. No, it's a it's a so, yeah. It's a Absolutely. solid one. You get what you want. Is the yeah. hawks in it? You get you get what you oh, want. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I think I think the writing sharpens up as the kind of the the films go on. But no, I do think it stands up. There's a few lovely sequences in it. Uh, so yeah, there was that. Anyway, let's get on to. Oh, wait, well, hold on. <sighs> I, you know what I watched to get to get my blood a pumping for what? for a new film? I watched Hellboy, the first Hellboy. Oh right, yeah, and I loved it again. It's as good as it ever was. I it don't think I've ever seen the originals. Very often, quite often, terrible. A lot of the CGI doesn't stand up, but <laughs> I love the film a lot. I, to be honest, we can't be that far away from a trailer from the new one. It can't be. Oh, Maybe it's going to come out on April 1st. Exciting times. Okay, let's get to it. Jessica Jones, season two. Oh, James. Oh, James. Oh, we've been, we've been talking about this one since <laughs> Jessica Jones, season one. Can I just say, well, first of all, Chris Morrison, he tweeted, he said, I just finished Jessica Jones, season two. Incredibly dull. Nothing happens. Yep. Oh, Chris. That's, yep. If I could not put it better myself. Now, I loved season one. Season one... Yeah, grabbed me and didn't put me down until the end of the season. I thought it was great. Like a strong woman. Oh, I, I, I like the titular character. Uh, Jessica. I think the season one had a couple flaws, but overall was a very, very strong show. Yeah. Whereas this show has flip-flopped those statements. Absolutely. It a couple of strong moments and overall was awful. It was about midway through the season, and I thought, oh, I must only have, like, one or two episodes to go. And then I realised, oh, wait, I'm just starting episode seven of a 13-episode run. Yeah. The show drags the characters. What's the point of Malcolm's character? He is annoying, he's a bratty child who doesn't See, seem to have was... any ounce of common sense. Yeah. There's potential for Malcolm where they left him off in season one. Oh, he's going to help Jessica actually do her business. And that'll be cool. And he's a good guy. He's going to be her moral compass. But nah. It's just like, oh, turns out he's a scumbag too. As much as I like the character of Hogarth, I don't understand why she was given an entire season running long storyline. She's not... She she isn't Jessica Jones. See, the thing is... I don't really know why she's in this. It was a great storyline. Yeah, excellent storyline. They could do that as as a TV series on its own. That would be fine. But it just, it felt like it really distracted from what was 
what was the point of the story, which is the Jessica Jones side of the story. It didn't add to it like you'd expect side characters to do in these stories. And I loved the character, loved all the acting for her and all the stories around it. Like that was the the one storyline that was the it's got one or two flaws, but overall I like it side. Whereas everything else was I'm really struggling to find things to like here. But the main problem for me is the villain. Oh. There is such a disparity in quality yep. between season one, David Tennant and Kilgrave, who mercifully makes kind of fl- a flashback reappearance through episode 11, which I'd argue is the strongest of the season because of because he's it in a, it. It was one of the best episodes for sure, yeah. And he was he was as great as, as he was in season one. And his reappearance just reminds the viewers how good he was and how good the show used to be. Yeah, it's how much of an impact he had and how much of a disappointment it is that we can't have that impact anymore. They really didn't make use of... If you're going to do what they did... And spoiler alert for a show that came out two and a half years ago, kill off your villain. It has to mean something in the next season, not just like, oh, she feels a bit guilty about it. Maybe she shouldn't have done it. It's it's overlong. It's dull. Yeah, you're right. Nothing happens. There's no compelling antagonist. Yeah. And Jessica just essentially kind of relives what she did in season one, which is looking at her past instead of, hey, let's actually see if we can progress the character yeah um james it, i know you've kind of summarized your thoughts but add add anything you will well it does leave off on basically the same point as last time without malcolm wherein jessica's got some hope for actual development in the future rather than just doing the same season of tv again there was one interesting decision with trish at the end of the show whereas everything that led up to that was just why are we making trish the new worst character <laughs> yeah. in all of tv history and um, my favorite part of the show though um was wizard the fat fast oh, guy bizarre. um he was awful so awful it was wonderful i don't see how they fit his little storyline into one episode they shouldn't have tried to fit it into one episode but it ended with possibly the worst cg fast running <laughs> in tv ever it's like betty hill it genuinely looked like someone had just tried to copy the first ever fast motion tv it was awful and it was amazing because of that it was the highlight of the show because it was so bad but i do still want to watch season three because it's still got potential we still might have a show with a good strong female lead with good strong female characters so my advice to wrap this up would be don't watch jessica jones season two unless you're incredibly ill and have nothing else to do what i would do is read the reviews that spoil the show so then you read the important parts then you can watch season three without ever having to watch this one the uh, the av club did a binge review if you want to go read some good reviews you can read theirs okay james timer has escaped us uh, for this week and uh, yeah i will see you hopefully in much better health next week you had you only coughed a few times there colin i've got high hopes for you not dying here i also turned down the microphone many times to cough so it's fine yeah no i actually did hear there was i was i was trying to be nice <laughs> Uh, well, I'm hoping, honestly, better health next week. I'm off to Norway uh, this oh, weekend yeah. to snowboard. Woo. So uh, That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, as long as I don't break any legs. And, f- and fair, I can still do the podcast you with a broken leg. the podcast with broken legs. Just don't break any, like, throats. <laughs> okay. On that grim note. Don't break your larynx. <laughs> Adios. See you later, James. Aye. Bye, Colin and general audience. <laughs>